this shark movie had potential. Today I'm talking about Bait. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm I'm reviewing a 2012 horror movie called Bait, or Bait 3D, and it's a shark movie. That's all I gotta tell you, but I think it had the potential to be a fun popcorn flick if it had a few more tweaks to it. So, without further ado, let's get started. So, I'm not kidding about all the shark movies. My wife Sharon and I have been watching a bunch of them over the past month or so. She wants all of them sharks, which... What becomes interesting is how many of them start to blend together. This one has the flipped boat, this one has an isolated location, and this one has both. It's a genre with such specific tropes, you start to see every movie as a hybrid of the other ones. Which is why this movie, Bait, stood out among the rest. The film follows a group of folks in an Australian supermarket, including numerous employees, one of said employees' ex-fiance, and two armed robbers. All of which goes by the wayside when a tsunami slams into the store and traps the folks inside the flooded store with a 12-foot great white shark. Bait is a good example of a movie that could be better with a bigger budget. The central premise is pretty good, the writing isn't terrible, and there's a number of unique solutions to complex problems like making sure they don't all get electrocuted and a bunch of different ways the group tries to get out of their predicament. That's all good. Unfortunately, this is also sharing space with some very janky production. Now, I'll be honest, a 2012 shark movie, you're expecting a certain degree of jank. You're expecting the tsunami to be an unconvincing CGI wave, and the cityscapes to be unimpressive. Unfortunately, that's not where the jank ends. Dialogue is my best example. So recording dialogue on location can be very difficult, because as much as you may want crisp audio or filters to take things out like waves or birds on a beach, you're somewhat beholden to the weather and nature. If it's too windy and there's too many seagulls, you're going to have some terrible audio, which even in big productions means ADR, or automated dialogue replacement. What this means is that the performing actor is brought in to record their lines again in real time with their on-screen performance. Done well, this is really hard to track, because seasoned actors and editors are good at putting all the pieces together. Done poorly, and you get... Well, this is where there's a number of exchanges that feel off, and in the age of streaming, like your device is buffering at the wrong time, and it's not. It stands out so much that it's really easy to track when the ADR starts, stops, and restarts, which is not good. And that stuff makes the other elements, like the obvious sets for two main locations or the wonky shark scenes, less accessible. Of course, there's a bit of charm to that as well. Like, hey, these folks are already going for it and they're trying to give us all the shark action they can with their limited budget. As I said, the movie structure, emotional through lines, and tense setups are fun enough to sustain the runtime. What's frustrating is when you see a glimpse of what could have been a much better movie about a shark in a grocery store. The verdict is it's watchable but wonky. Let down by production limitations, bait can't quite live up to its premise or B-movie potential. 5 out of 10. 
This has been Scott's Self Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.